0: Hello, and welcome to the Explore Your Core podcast. I'm the host Elise, and on this podcast, we delve inwards and explore how some incredible people are following their own passion and purpose, and how you can find yours too. Today, I'm going with Akana, who has just completed a record breaking five six 6,000 kilometer, 150 marathons in 150 days. And I was lucky enough to meet up and see this incredible woman in action. So Akana, thank you so much for joining.
1: Oh, thank you. And thanks for running with me. I remember that day clearly. It was like gorgeous, beautiful morning. We just had Mount Buller in the background. It was great.
0: Unreal. And can I just say a massive congratulations for what you've done. This is like almost unimaginable, like it's something we didn't even know we're capable of doing. You just showed that we can. So, yeah, incredible.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, um, what are we, just over four weeks out now and I'm still super tired. It took so much out of me, more than I even thought it would, mostly because, yeah, I don't know, I was half running off adrenaline those last couple of weeks. So just the emotional and physical fatigue, I think, was a bit, a bit bigger than I planned, but we're getting through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like catching up on, say, sleep deprivation from just like one or two nights is
0: takes a while, Little mm-hmm. like five months and what? weeks and weeks out there on the road so how, how are you feeling now
1: um i i think this last couple of days have been definitely the best so far um it took a full month to even and just be able to like have a series of normal thoughts in a row i've definitely started to pick up in my energy levels i've actually started running a little bit again not much just like 8k every couple of days which feels really good it's hard running feels hard and yeah just watching my diet making sure I'm just trying to get the good foods in like heal as best I can but yeah I mean I'm going to trust the process it will take time and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah amazing that's really good to allow yourself some time as well and factor in that it's going to be a long recovery.
1: Yeah Yeah. I think if you try and rush through it you'll just cause yourself more injury or injuries or like um adrenal stress or and I, don't, I don't want that. I mean, I asked a lot of my body to do this and it delivered and now I have to return the favour. So that's my plan.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And kind of winding back to before this even started, do you remember the moment that this popped up for you or the idea was there?
1: Yeah, I mean, traditionally, uh, this was a dream I had when I was a little girl. Um, I really didn't want to run the length of the country. It just, But I just didn't understand even the enormity of the task when I was a kid. It was like, oh, of course I can run the country. And yeah, even in the in the months kind of leading up to it, um, I still didn't really recognize the enormity of it. I, I kind of stayed really ignorant to it. I think that was a bit of a blessing in the end. But um I was in lockdown when I moved from Melbourne to Queensland in hotel quarantine and I was watching Bo Miles do his huge trek through the Alpine high country. And I thought, oh, and then at the same time that that's that sparked like an inquisitive search down what we all know as a YouTube rabbit hole. And then I found, um, yeah, Richard Bowles, who'd run the national trail, which is cooked down to Hillsville. And I thought, Oh, well, if you can do that, why not just do the whole thing? Um, and then I got out of lockdown and I met my partner who is a filmmaker or videographer. He's never done a documentary before, but we were sitting on Burley Hill and I, kind of opened up and I told him about this dream that I was planning or was thinking about planning and he said well that's really cool because I've always wanted to do a film but I've just never had the story and the second you can't I kind of was like cool all right well let's see if we can make it work the second I put it into the the universe it all kind of happened pretty quickly and I just think yeah, that collaboration was definitely a big spark, and having someone that said, "Yeah, of course, let's go for it," sort of held me accountable a little bit. And yeah, within twelve months, I was running. So, yeah, it went from zero to everything very quickly. But yeah, the, the the remnants of the dream had been there from for thirty years.
0: That's amazing. And do you reckon that would have happened if you had no collaboration? Like, do you reckon that still could have been a solo thing, or do you feel like you needed to wait for at least another part to be like, "Yep, yeah, it's happening."
1: That's really interesting because, yes, I think it still would have happened. I've definitely done a lot of solo travelling before, but it would have been a completely different experience. And actually it might not have happened yet. And that's the scary thing is that so I got a promotion literally two months after that day that we said we'd do it. And it was a huge opportunity in a big role. And, yeah, I I mean, I pushed it out a whole year Um and it wasn't until Rye, who my partner, said to me, well, you know, I, I'm kind of waiting around. I'm not going to pick up a, a cur- like long-term work if we're going to do this run. So it's kind of now a letter. Never he really said to me, oh, the, the, the further you push this away, the more life will get in the way. And it's so, right, you know, like, like kids or anything, you know. And so I thought, all right, well, let's just – just and, and so, yes, there was definitely encouragement there um, and – in hindsight, a lesson I learned from that was that I'm. if anyone says to me, like, this is a dream I have, I'm like, okay, let's do it right now because the more life that gets in the way, you're more delayed. Um, so, yeah, it was a factor of two things. I like to think that I would do it anyway. Um, I was already planning to do it and, like, planning the planning before I would met him, so there was a big framework in place, but it definitely, I think, kick-started it, as in, like, yeah.
0: spent <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I feel like a lot of people have ideas in the back burner, like you know, a dream to backpack or do something big, but it kind of it does take other a, a sparking of like a connection or a conversation or like watching a doco. Like that's it. Like it sometimes actually takes an event or a moment to kick start it. So that's awesome that you met, um, right? Yeah, and yeah. It was
1: Yeah. The beauty of both Richard and Bo is like they're unique and special, but they're also ordinary people. And that's what I, that's how I feel. It's like, I'm not, you know, I was trying to be an elite athlete, but I wasn't very good at it. And, um, you know, I'm just an ordinary runner and I was like, man, I'm inspired by people who can just get up and do these crazy things purely on their own, you know, personal will and determination. I would love to then now prove to myself that I can do this. And then if I do, if I don't still be, still be proud, I tried, but if I do, then go on and be like, Hey, you know, again, I'm just an ordinary person. You could, you can do it too. And then go on, like pay that kind of inspiration forward, which in the last week I've had or month, even I've had so many people reach out and tell me what their goals are that I feel like I've at least at the very least accomplished that.
0: (laughs) Oh, It's insane. Cause that's the thing. It literally shows, what people are capable of. like I'm really lucky as I travel I meet people who are photographers and filmmakers and work themselves so it's like I've been exposed to abundance of ways of living and adventure and like people like you it's just like doing what's not what wasn't possible and it just shows like it really is like if you put it you know that idea and really set it out it is absolutely possible
1: yeah, yeah, I think so. It's just sometimes, you know, I think the the start line is the hardest part to get to. And um, there's more work that often goes into getting to the start line than the finish line. And I understand it's such a biggest hurdle and everything, because you have to change everything sometimes just to, to make it happen. So yeah, I think that should be just as celebrated as crossing the finish line. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the tricky part as well is kind of finding the passion or finding the why that's big enough. Like I think you almost can't have an external reason for it because it won't last. Like if you're doing like, oh, I want to stay fit and healthy and look good, day two, you'll be like, no, that's it. Like, I don't care. Like you really need some kind of internal drive to actually keep fueling for that long. Did you feel like you had some kind of connection to something higher or something that kept you to it?
1: Yeah, I had a few whys and I don't know which one was the strongest. I've got some idea based on the way the run panned out, but my biggest why was well actually no so it changed my why in the first three months was related to everything that everyone else had done for me to get here and so for example my partner you know spending large amounts on film equipment and you know just really going all in and then my parents took long service leave to come up and and supports they bought it very expensive camper trailer you know I was the ambassador for all these summer campaigns that that put in a lot of time and money I'd got sponsorship I'd literally spent 12 months planning so to be honest and this you know in my why for the first month was like don't f this up because everyone else has put in so much and like there was almost this like fear of embarrassment and just absolute humiliation <laughs> that drove me through. Yeah. I was like, I would, I couldn't live with myself if I stopped now. And then as we got closer to the world record, there was the personal why of, can you, you know, commit to something so long-term that, it, and, and, you know, as much as it's hard, can you get yourself a world record? So that was my why until 107 and then my why was the cause. And I really noticed, because the why, like my cause and my my passion for the environment and and wilderness and at-risk animals, that's always been there. That was like, like through the entire event. But was it strong enough to keep me going when like the going gets really rough? Because your mind goes, oh, but there's other ways I can impact change. There's other ways yeah, that yeah, I can do yeah. this have to destroy my body. And, and, and I did remember the hardest couple of marathons I had were like eight, nine, and 10 immediately after that world record where I was like, why am I still running? You know, this is hard. And, and I, and I think what kept me going then was yeah, that I was kicking goals from a fundraising perspective and, and knowing that I was actually starting to impact change. It took a long time from that front to gain traction and when I was going, I was like, "Cool, all right. Well, why don't we think back to your original goal when you were six or seven? It was just to run the length of the country. Now you've given yourself all these rules and guidelines around marathons and world records. Like, at the end of the day, just get to Melbourne." So I had this kind of external why, which was my was my fundraising goal and my and my. guess passion for wildlife but then I gave myself another intrinsic why and was like just get to Melbourne it doesn't have to like if the record stops at 110 and then you do 20k a day that's okay and then just yeah let my body kind of dictate the rest and luckily by then I was relatively conditioned and and got through yeah you're absolutely smashing it
0: I can't I can't believe how well you did but I think yeah it's so important that you do have something intrinsic like it's amazing what you've been doing and sharing around the wildlife but I think when you're you know a hundred and something days in in pain and agony I don't think that can be enough to pull you through I think you've got to keep going inwards which is incredible that you did find that to be able to keep pushing through what were some of the some mantras or internal dialogue that you were kind of going when things did get hard
1: Yeah, I had things that I would lean on and fall on that were consistent. Music and podcasts were a big distraction. Um, But sometimes it would almost sound distracting. You know, when you have so many thoughts that if you put on a podcast, you're just competing with yourself and it's just too noisy. That happened a lot. And so I would just run in silence. and, And I often found that when the going got rough, the first thing I would say to myself is I'd, I'd sit in it for a little while because, I, you know, I would sit in it and I'm like, it's a marathon, it's going to be hard. But then if it got really rough, I would then say, okay, well, what did you expect running 150 back-to-back marathons? You expected it to be hard, so this is this is where your true kind of grit and strength is going to shine. Like, can you do it? And then I would kind of play this curious game with myself being like, all right, well, can you, this is where we're going to travel you. Up until now, it hasn't been hard. And when I did get through it, that's when I thought, awesome, you know, you are stronger than you think. And then following times where it got to that dark place, I would go, oh, remember like three days ago you were in this same spot and you got through it and you kind of build this resilience day in and day out from, from getting there. And so that was one thing I would do is lean on prior times where I'd got through difficult situations. And then the other thing I would do Would be to give myself A, B, and C options. So, A was to run the marathon and blitz it. B was to walk periods if it got hard or slow my pace. And C was to walk. So, I had like these options where if it was absolutely unbearable, I would still make it through if I slowed down. And then I would still make it through if I had to walk the last 5Ks. So, having those kind of backup options meant, well, you're still going to get your goal. You just have to adjust how you do it. And that definitely helped too. Like I never had to rely on C. I did, never had to walk the whole thing. I definitely walked large sections, but yeah, having those two kind of thought processes. And then if it got even harder, that's when I put it out on social media and said, crew, I'm really struggling. Will anyone come and run with me? And that was probably the biggest immediate response. Yeah. I would say I had such an amazing support from community that I only spent like maybe a third of the marathon solo. The rest were with absolute legends. So
0: that's amazing. It'd be incredible to be like feel that support as well, like to know there's a massive community out there supporting you and the people that you're inspiring as well. Like it's had such a big ripple effect from you know a childhood dream to now influencing so many people.
1: Yeah, it's awesome and I'm still really close friends with a lot of people that came out and ran with me and it was definitely my favorite part of this whole thing. It was yeah, it was it just it brings me to tears if I think about it. There was just so many good people. <laughs> Oh, that's so amazing.
0: (laughs) What was it like, I guess, going against the grain in that sense? Like you've probably, you know, come from work and left it and done like a big, a big thing. Was that hard to believe in yourself and kind of go, I mean, you probably would have had support, but was that like a hard thing to kind of get, this is what I'm doing anyway? It's different. It hasn't been done before, but I'm doing it anyway.
1: Yeah, it was hard, but strangely, that's what excited me about it. I, by the time I left my job, I was like, I'm stressed. I'm not exercising. You know, I was in that kind of slump that often people find themselves in. I was talking about spreadsheets in my sleep. I was like, you know, not eating well. I was always on the phone. I was like, oh, so when I quit to do this thing, I thought I would be stoked If I got halfway through, if I get to Sydney, that's that's such a mission. You know, if I get to Townsville, that's such an accomplishment. And I kind of had this huge, huge goal because my philosophy was to let's test your limits. Like, let's see where your limit is. Let's see what you're capable of if you're really put to the test. So, yeah, I would have been, that was my end goal to get 150, but I would have been kind of proud of myself. Well, tell myself, I wonder in hindsight if I would have been, but I told myself beforehand that you know, anything will be, will be fun. Anything will be an achievement. You've never ran two marathons before, so you can't expect to be able to run 150. And what my biggest learning was is the body is just so capable. We don't give it anywhere near as enough credit for how, how capable we are.
0: Yeah. We don't even know where our limits do lie. Like we're all testing like exactly what you've done. We've thought we knew that was a limit and you've just gone through it.
1: Yeah, and that's the interesting thing is like I'd be interested if I was to do a a second test that it wouldn't be in running because like yeah, absolutely I challenge myself, but this was running is definitely something that my background is in. So it'd be interesting to do something in a in an area where I was just completely new, like
0: going on a
1: hip hop stage or, or paddling, you know, somewhere or just something that's like completely outside my comfort zone. I think that's where I'll go next.
0: Yeah, which is so exciting because, like, running, I guess, is your your vehicle of testing
1: where you're at or
0: the external part, like, the internal bit that's across all things, whether it be paddling, hiking, climbing, is, I guess, like, human spirit and what, like, we're mentally capable of doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, and for me, it was a no-brainer to to run. But, um, yeah, there's so many ways you can test yourself and push your limits. It'd be cool to try something a bit different.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, just tapping on as well when you were saying it's quite, like, consuming. Did you find that you lost your identity in it at all? Like, with, are people just talking about running and has your life become running? Like, do you feel like you've been able to separate yourself from that? Has that been an issue at all?
1: I think my life was always running anyway. Like, yeah. I in my, in my friendship group, I was always a runner. Like, I've always not drunk so, or too much because I would run or, you know, she's only having a wine because she's running tomorrow. Like, to be honest, it's just kind of – Maybe outside my running community now I'm also seen as a runner, but that's okay. I mean, I'm very happy with that. What I've liked about it is I've I, definitely like been thrown more into the wildlife conservation space, which is something I would quite happily take on as my identity. It's always been something I'm passionate about but never an activist for, but I definitely want to play more of a role in that space. I think there's a lot more I can do and a lot more we can all do. So that's something that I would like to take on that I, that's come from tip to toe that I'm happy about.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And is there something that you feel like you've learned from pushing yourself to the extremes? Like, I feel like it's not very often that we either do push ourselves to the extreme or we're trying to be in that place of balance. Like, I understand how important balance is, but you've, yeah, pushed the extremes. You feel like you've learned something from
1: that? Absolutely. There's so much I've learned. Like, I'm a completely new person now. Um, I was very much, did not set the right boundaries before this. And I feel like I've had to learn to set set a lot more boundaries i guess around my own personal i guess energy levels and goals i i you know often didn't achieve goals because i was making sure everyone else was always okay um and i definitely haven't lost that personality type but i've just started to shift my focus a little bit more um secondly i just uh, to be honest i i've stopped worrying so much about what people think and i think what i learned you know doing something which i thought was quite innocuous running for wildlife there was there was so much kind of like you get thrown everyone's opinions and so when you when you share your passion with the world and I'm like well no matter what you can do you can do something as kind and as loving as running for wildlife and you're still going to get all this hate so what does it matter what like if you, if you know you're doing good for the world stop caring about what other people think and just live your best life um and maybe that's also with age but it definitely escalated a lot on this run and so I'll see things now that I used to walk past like even today I walked I was in an airport and I saw a this balustrade had fallen down and everyone was walking around it I was like you know what I'll pick that up like it doesn't matter anymore it's like clearly the right thing to do why is no one else doing it I'm like the 30th person to walk past it it's things like that where I maybe used to have just gone with the crowd now I've absolutely switched and I'm just like I feel a lot more confident in myself and a lot more confident in my role in any kind of seat at the table like I feel like for the first time I have a voice that deserves to be listened to
0: amazing yeah and you would have had like so many hours of thinking as well to have that clarity like it's not very often that people go out in the bush or without reception or away from normal life to actually like think what's my purpose what am I here for what do I stand for like that's a lot of reflective time
1: yeah yeah and it's not like what I I was thinking about everything sometimes I think about nothing sometimes I just count down from a thousand but um you know you need all types of distraction out there (laughs) yeah yeah like that's
0: also, like, I guess another challenge is just being with yourself. I mean, you obviously had people with you, but being away from distractions of work and that normal life for, for so long, for months.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's funny because I'm the kind of person that needs, like, structure and I need and I need purpose every day. And so, yeah, I was very stripped back. But in saying that, I felt like I had more purpose out there than um, I ever did working in, like, In corporate world so funnily when I stopped I felt really lost because I felt like i lost my purpose you know my purpose out there was you know all you have to do is run and then get to your finish line and then uh you know and then we'd kind of share something with the world I'd do a school visit or I would you know do it be doing something for the cause but you know once I stopped and my whole focus went to recovery I felt so Yeah, almost sad that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do, which was create change. And I can still do that. I do have to, you know, prioritize recovery, but it was a weird feeling. Yeah,
0: I could imagine. I could imagine. And do you have any tips for people that are trying to find their passion or have kind of decided to find it but very lost and unsure? Do you have any kind of reassurance or advice that you would give to them?
1: I think... Like I said earlier, the, like the start line is definitely the hardest place. So I think what I did to get to the start line, or if I for the things I wasn't sure about, was um, yeah, definitely reach out for help. There's a lot of there'll be someone that's done something similar. It might not be exactly the same, but they will have guidance. And I think often the the fear of going into something like this is the fear of the unknown, like the fear of what if I can't run because I get injured, or what if people think it's a terrible idea or what if I don't get funding or what if no one donates like I had all those insecurities literally every single one and I just tried to reframe you know what if I fail to what if I don't like what if I make it what if I hit my fundraising goal what if I do make you know reach as far as I would have liked to and I think when you realize you spend so much time worrying on the scenarios that may not exist and they're all just fears and you kind of brush those inside and, and and just kind of give yourself permission to have a really great time trying you let all the pressure off and i think once you let the pressure off then you just fall back to just you as a person what you're capable of and it's just you versus yourself it's not you versus society's thousand of you know things that, that hold you back um and it's really yes yeah, it's, it's it's a really good feeling um it's very hard to do i'm you know i, I took me the first three months of just like feeling so scared about everything until I was like, you know what? I'm so proud of myself at this point. Let's just see what happens. Um, and just let everything else go. So yeah, it's hard to do, but just kind of sticking to your guns, backing yourself, believing in yourself, like self-belief is so important. Self-belief and not being afraid of hard work because hard work shouldn't have any negative stigma, because if you get over hard work, if you can do hard work, you're you're a stronger person, you're more resilient, you'll have more self-belief because you got through it. It's just going to make you grow. So, yeah, we need to reframe hard work into positive growth. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Uh, yeah. well, it lets you tap into the excitement of possibility. I mean, like, is that not the most exciting thing around travelling and achieving goals is, like, the possibility? Like, what happens if you do try What happens if you do give it a shot or see what's out there? I think that. Something that you've done so well to just lean into the idea of doing something absolutely crazy and unimaginable. And like, but what if?
1: And if you don't know who you're going to meet or what you're going to see or what you're going to experience or what you're going to learn, it's all, it's just when you try something new, it is just all opportunity. And, you know, some of it might not be for you, but you'll learn that, you know, you might not have known that beforehand. So, yeah, you can, I can only see growth in that space.
0: I feel like your run was just that external manifestation of all your internal work all that like letting go of fear and delving into the unknown and seeing what the body is capable. And you've just, yeah, had that turn into your run, but so insightful and so incredible to see, I guess a bit more of your internal work and facing fears and spreading hope. So thank you so much for coming on, it's been incredible.
1: Ah, thank you. Yeah, once again, thanks for coming for a run. And um I'm sure I'll be doing something again in the future. Like I said, I'm not trying to make plans, but I've already been brewing up a couple of things. So um Definitely. yeah, you'll have to come come for another jog. <laughs> i would love to oh, thank you so much <laughs> thanks well that wraps
0: up this week's episode if you enjoyed listening to this podcast follow explore your core on spotify and instagram to be updated with more episodes and share to your socials to help more people be able to follow their passions